Hey, 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 welcome to another Michigan Maniacs podcast. This is the big game pregame. Michigan Wolverines versus the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, I think. They're Rutgers, I know that much. And I know they are in the armpit of the nation, which is New Jersey. Um, If you've never been to New Jersey, unless you're a gangster, you probably shouldn't go there. Um, Also, uh, it's, I don't know, maybe Piscataway is a better place than East Orange. But I will tell you, East Orange might be the butthole of the United States. Or of at least the East Coast. Because I went there for a Jets game. And my God, I have never seen so many closed down buildings, uh, so many, so many, uh, I mean, to give you an idea, we stayed at a Ramada, they had bulletproof glass on the host desk at Ramada as you check in. That's the kind of ridiculousness you're dealing with at East Orange. I will never, ever go back to East Orange. But a little announcements before we get going. Uh, name change to the fan page. Um, I got tired of the Michigan man, to be quite honest. I love the name and us being or being a Michigan man or being Michigan women. I love the idea of it, the loyalty, the, the strength, the mental capacity, all that kind of great shit. But I just wanted everything to kind of uh, be, you know, like cohesive. So I went with the Michigan Maniacs podcast, Simple Change. So, but still, this your one-stop place to get everything Michigan Wolverines. Uh, if you want to know what's going on with our team, you want to know more about the Revenge Tour, you just want to know more about Chase Winovich, it's on there. It's there. We got it. Um, and with that, I just want you guys to know, to everybody new, thank you, first of all. But two... Feel free to send messages. I will try and get back to you as fast as I possibly can. Um, and just as an example, we have got we've got two really great recommendations come out of just the last couple weeks and months. Um, a lot of good people talking back and forth. Uh, I just want to give a few shout outs to those who have really made a great effort. And I know I probably missed some, but just know you're all very important. But these people have really. Uh, they're noticeable. So I, I just I just want to thank them real quick. Janice Hawkins Clark, wonderful recommendation. Uh, fantastic lady. Uh, Sean Thames. Uh, now, forgive me if I, if I screw up your names. Um, we've got Rolls Ralston. I know that's just a name, but I believe that's the correct name for it. I, I lost my sheet of all the names I'm going off of memory at this point. I know I'm super put together. Um, we got Mark Robbins, another fantastic fan. Thank you so much. Easy, the number one guy, the number one guy who's been there from the beginning. He was the first guy I talked to. Big Easy Ben, great dude, knowledgeable. We've got the, we got the Ingrol brothers. I probably pronounced that wrong. E-R-O-G-U-L. Mayor and John. Uh, thank you all so much guys for being just fans and helping me get this rolling and always mentioning uh the just such kind words i really really appreciate it um now with that being said if you all can do me a favor i've been trying to figure out how to get this thing even bigger and more popular and everything i come up with it says that whatever you listen to so if you are a 
uh, iPhone guy or iPhone gal or a Samsung person. So iPhone, or heck, if you even, yeah, just iPhone in general. Go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and put in a review, please. Great review. Just tell them how wonderful this thing is. Just so people, when they're looking for Michigan stuff, the more reviews, the better reviews, the more I pop up on the on the list and more more fans we can get uh for you android guys just whatever platform you're listening to if it's pod bean if it's pod addicts if it's just the podcast whatever whatever uh, cast box whatever it is spotify just go ahead and leave a review subscribe leave a review and that'll help us get us more views and hopefully we can overtake some of these old stuffy old men who bore us to tears or at least put us to sleep when we talk about michigan football um so now with that being taken care of Uh, There's been a lot of talk this week. So before we get into Rutgers, because, I mean, literally, there's only a few things that I can say about Rutgers in this big game pregame that we don't, I mean, that we really need to know about. So let's take care of some other stuff. Um, A lot of this whole week I've heard, well, can Michigan handle, uh, you know, Alabama? Because no one can handle Alabama. Look what they did to LSU. Well, okay, in this world of not digging into anything and we'll just take everything at face value, sure, LSU looks pretty uh, formidable. And for them to beat LSU, it looks it looks dominating. Now, listen, I'm not here to say that Alabama isn't dominating. They looked really, really good. But let's not forget the fact that they scored 21 points in a quarter. They were held to 16 at half against LSU's defense. And LSU doesn't have an offense like we have. They don't. The First of all, their quarterback is no Shea Patterson. Because, let's face it, he is a Ohio State transfer. Uh, come on now. I would never. I Even Haskins. No way am I taking Haskins over Shea Patterson. I'm just not. Because if you see, if not everything, if everything doesn't work out perfectly for Haskins, he doesn't know what the fuck to do. I mean, he was getting fucking, he was, he looked bad against Nebraska. Nebraska. Are we fucking kidding me? You're at the horseshoe and you're made to look like a fool against Nebraska? By the way, that was his lowest passing performance of the season. Nebraska. Okay, now I got that out of the way. So Ohio State quarterback's bad. Always bad. Blah, poop. Gross. Um... So Burroughs, not a great quarterback, obviously. Uh, two, not a great running game. No wide receivers to speak of. Well, that's probably because your quarterback sucks. There's a very good... See, here's one thing about football you all need to understand. And you probably all do because we're all Michigan fans, and that means we're all pretty smart. But I'll talk to you as if I was talking to an Ohio State fan. Duh, this is a football. You throw in air. You catch ball, and you run. Because apparently, remember... Um, Cordell, Cordell, whatever his fucking name was. We don't go here play school. We go play football. So, he played football all right. All the way to the second string of the San Diego Chargers. Anyways, I need to stay focused today. I'm all hyped up. Um, anyways, 
getting back on point if I can remember what it is. LSU sucks. That's what I'm saying. Oh, also, here's the number one thing you need to learn about football if you don't already know it. Whoever wins that line of scrimmage more than likely wins the football game, unless there's a miracle. Now, miracles do happen, but if you win that line of scrimmage battle, every I'd say nine out of ten times you win that football game. So without a good quarterback, without a good offensive line, you are going nowhere. Uh, perfect example, 2017 Michigan Wolverines offense. Without a good fucking offensive line, we had no quarterback. Well, we didn't have a quarterback anyways, but at least we would have had Spate. You know, he's a, you know, serviceable, and we would have been a much better team last year if we had Ed Warner to make a better offensive line than that would have at least saved Spate. Boom. And without Spate or without a quarterback, you're I don't care if you have Jerry Rice or if you have Andre Johnson, if you have anybody, any great skilled player, think of it. Megatron, anyone. None of them are getting the ball if your quarterback cannot have time to throw the ball. Now I've got plenty of examples. Y'all motherfuckers are gonna say, but Adam, they're so great. Tua is he's like the he's like a a Jimmy Fly Super what Superfly Jimmy Snuka from wrestling. He's the greatest Islander to ever go into football. Well, I I defy you to name one great Islander uh, quarterback. Okay, there you go. None. I mean, you had some serviceable ones, but he's okay. The greatest. Well, so what? Because here's the thing I want to tell you. I've got plenty of examples of how and how we're going to beat Alabama, why we're going to beat Alabama, and it's happened throughout history, and we can look at it every time. Just remember, not because every time they, a team looks unbeatable, <coughs> more than likely they're very beatable. Okay? Perfect example. 2000, uh, whatever, uh, New England Patriots undefeated season going into the Super Bowl against the Giants. What did the New York Giants have that season that reminds you of Michigan defense? That's right, everybody. A great defensive line. If you were to ever, if you saw that game, Tom Brady had zero time to get comfortable. Zero time because he was running for his fucking life. And two is a good kid. He's very mobile, but so are our guys. If we make Tua uncomfortable, he throws interceptions like he did against LSU. He doesn't, you know, he can take off, but our guys are faster than LSU. Our guys are doing something that no, that haven't been done. I wrote this down because I just found this out. It hasn't been done since the 2011 national title team for Alabama. That's how good this team is. That was widely considered one of the best defensive teams in the history of college football. In the history of college football. And we are doing it better than they are. Or at least on the same, on the same level. We have one of the best defensive lines in the nation. So if we can make Tua uncomfortable... We can win this game because it doesn't matter if you have Judy or Riggs or Rugs or whatever the hell their wide receivers are or their their uh, their tight ends. It doesn't matter. He can't throw to him if he doesn't have time. Oh, and you're going to try to run the ball. Okay. Najee Harris is out for a while. 
which was, should have been a Michigan guy, but he played with our hearts. Um, and whoever else you have. We've got, just because we have a fast defensive line doesn't mean we can't stop the run. We can stop the run. We're going to force two of the pass. We're going to make him uncomfortable. And last time, oh, and just not the Patriots-New York Giants game. How about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers-Oakland Raiders game? It helped that John Gruden knew every fucking play the Raiders were going to call. But who won that? Who won that fucking the this line of scrimmage? Tampa Bay Buccaneers did. That's what happens when teams win the fucking line of scrimmage. Your skilled players, if you're not winning that line of scrimmage battle, you ain't playing. You are not playing. And then, okay, so let's say it's a it's a battle. We win one, they win one, we win. So as long as we can force Tua into one or two mistakes, our cornerbacks have only given up. Now, I know everybody's probably heard this, so this isn't a big surprise, but we've only allowed two passing touchdowns all season long. Two. We have four interceptions returned for touchdowns. More than likely, if you throw against us, we're going to return it for a touchdown before you score a touchdown. That's just great defense. And people I've heard already, oh, well, Penn State didn't look good. Uh, They had an off week. No, they didn't have an off week. They had their week. But here's the thing. You know how come they looked like they looked bad or they looked like they had an off week? Is because... Michigan's defense, great defenses always make great offenses or other offenses look bad. Another great example, Denver Broncos playing the Seattle Seahawks. There was no more prolific offense I have ever seen in my life next to the San Francisco 49ers. With Joe Montana, John Taylor, Jerry Rice, Roger Craig, the whole bunch. Then that team with Denver Broncos. Peyton Manning was otherworldly. Tua, in his dreams, can't be as proficient and great as fucking Peyton Manning that season. He's not even close. And Peyton Manning was destroyed by by just an aggressive cocky, actually confident, this just devastating pass rush, great fucking run run defense, and unbelievable uh, pass defense. The Seattle Seahawks kicked our ass. And I say our ass because I grew up in Denver. Um, I was a Denver Bronco fan for quite a while. Still am. Still am. Uh, but that's for another day. Um but I'm, I can give you all these examples. If we win the line of scrimmage defensively, we will beat Alabama. I don't care what helmet they put on. If they can't win the line of scrimmage, you cannot win football. That's just the way it goes. So I'm tired of hearing these fucking people from the SEC. Oh, my God. David Pollock, shut the fuck up. Jesus, criminy. I don't care if people told you your old Southern hoaxy bullshit with your little nicknames and your ha holy coley. Oh, my gosh. You're no, you're no taller than a grasshopper's knee and all this bullshit. I don't care if you say holy moly, oh, my gosh, or whatever fucking country bullshit you've learned how to say in Georgia but you you can't be a homer and be on TV you just can't do it David I'm sorry to tell you I know I saw you 
you are you have inserted your head so far up, so far up, Georgia football's butthole. I can't tell where Georgia football butthole and them start, and then you and or begin your fucking feet in there dude like i have to pull you out by your ankles bro that's how bad it is okay that's how bad you're in there i mean when kirk herbstreet an ohio state graduate has to explain football to a georgia graduate david pollock you know that fucking show's in trouble I was sitting there looking at it like, how the fuck is Kurt Herbstreit explaining football to David fucking Pollock? David, okay, you're a good looking fella. I'm sure people tell you that all the time. You're a good looking guy. That doesn't give you the right to be on TV. You gotta have more than, hey, I used to sling that pigskin around here, you know, for y'all. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, Georgia's played, yeah, what? well, what if Georgia beats uh, Alabama? Well, last time I checked, Georgia got housed by 20 by LSU. LSU, who couldn't score a goddamn point against Alabama, but they scored over 30 against your sad-ass team. You better hope Swift or Quick or whatever the fuck that running back's name is can really take off and have one hell of a fucking game because if he doesn't, you guys are going to get fucking housed by 40. Georgia beating fucking Alabama. How dare you even say that? You had a you guys barely beat Kentucky. And I'm not talking about basketball. You guys are awful. Like, yeah, you're good for the SEC, I guess. And yeah, you're a decent team. But come on, give me a fucking break. This is how it should break down, you asshole. Let's say by the grace of God, God comes down and he's all about Georgia ball. Then guess what? You guys win. But you know what's going to happen? You guys are going to get fucked. Because now the the committee's going to be like, okay, well, Georgia beat Alabama. Okay. But Alabama beat the shit out of LSU. And LSU beat Georgia by 20. Huh. Let's take Alabama. See you later, Georgia. Welcome to Penn State land. Because that's what happened two years ago, 2016. Alabama... Uh, Penn State gets housed by Michigan. Goes in, beats beats Ohio State. Ohio State beats Michigan. Fucking Penn State beats Ohio State, goes into the Big Ten title, wins the Big Ten title, and guess where Penn State goes? Rose Bowl, no playoff. Because what do they say? Oh, well, Ohio State beat Michigan. Michigan beat the shit out of Penn State. I don't care if Penn State did beat Ohio State. The better team right now at the end of the season is Ohio State. Welcome to the playoff, boys. So, yeah, Georgia, you're fucked. You better hope Michigan loses. Because if Michigan wins out, see you later, David Pollock. Maybe I can maybe I can draw you a map in crayons to show you how bad your team is or how bad or how just dumb. You can't be this dumb, dude. You just can't be this dumb. Like I used to think that you were charming. But now I now I see what you're doing. I get it now. You're just there set up by the SEC to just pump in SEC bullshit all game long. Or all show long. Georgia doesn't deserve it unless Michigan loses. And don't any of you motherfuckers from the Big 12 
ever say a goddamn word about Oklahoma or West Virginia. Get the fuck out of here with your bullshit teams. I don't want to hear it. If this, if all four of these teams went out, I don't give a shit. Actually, I don't even give a shit if Alabama fucking loses. Either Georgia or Alabama goes in, but not two. And that's why Georgia's going to get fucked. That's what's happening, okay? Now, I know I got a little sidetracked, but hell, that's just how I do it here. Um... So, yeah, actually, guys, get back to the announcements. Please, please, please leave great reviews, uh, five stars, whatever. Just say I, I, whatever you guys want to say because you guys have been so kind and so wonderful so far. I can't imagine to hear a bad review yet. And that's why I work hard. I work hard, and I try to do the best damn show I can for you guys because I know you're listening. And let's be honest, man. I try to give you as ma- two quality shows to where you're not waiting for them immediately. One thing I hate, and I've learned this this week, if I want to hear about my team, I want to hear hear about my team's win or loss immediately after the fucking thing happens. I don't want to wait till Tuesday. Tuesday? Fuck that. Give me it immediately. That's why I'm beating out these other podcasts, guys. And that's only because I'm also very funny as well. But still, I give it to you immediately after all the games have been done, sometimes even before. On Saturday, when we deserve it. So, if you could just do me that great favor, because I would love to get this word of mouth thing going, because I have been denied now twice of trying to get field uh, field credentials for Michigan games, and I think that's because they're like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" We're not giving him shit. This guy must be just some weirdo who has his mother and his grandmother listening and telling him how great he is. So if we can really make this show get bigger, hopefully next season I can actually have some interviews and uh, maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe Jimmy Harbaugh, you know, my new best friend might come on we could talk. Who knows? But we ain't going to get there unless we get more people because they do not care how many times I ask. They're not giving me any fucking field credentials. Also, I'm thinking about making a t-shirt. Coming up for this Ohio State game because I'm going to be, I'm a local, well, local guy. I'm here in Phoenix, Arizona. So I want to be at the Bevy in Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, Old Town cheering on the Michigan Wolverines. Now, this is a tradition I have with my little brother who flies. I fly my little brother in every year. And we we hang out with a couple friends of mine, and we cheer our Michigan Wolverines on to the most disappointing games ever. That was three for the last three years. We are changing that this fucking year. And to commemorate that and to fucking hopefully push the juju in our way, I'm making a T-shirt for my podcast. Now, I don't know how good they're going to be. I'm talking to some to some companies to make sure I get the best quality. But I will, when they're done, I will post a picture of it. And then if you guys want one, you can have it. If not, I don't really care. I'm mainly doing it for me because I love it. But if you guys really want one, I will totally make up a price. I won't make, I'll try and make it a little above cost. I don't want, you know, whatever. But we're going to do this. It's going to be awesome. We're winning this fucking year. We're going to fucking kick some motherfucking ass. And now that I've shown you that we can beat fucking Alabama, let's get on to the next thing I heard about. I don't know why we're talking about second string, but I think we're in a great position just like every, every time we've had an injury this year, it has been perfectly placed. 
Now, I don't like them, but they have been perfectly placed. Like, Black got hurt at the beginning of the season. He was gone all the way through the times we didn't need him, coming back for Penn State in the stretch run, right when we need him. Uh, same thing with Gary. Got hurt, uh, was in there, uh, got hurt through some of the, the stretch, but because of Uche and other guys like that, Carlo Kemp, we haven't needed him. He's back. He's healthy. He looked great last week. I mean, he could have made a few other plays, but that's still rust from being off for like four weeks. But that monster is back, and he's going to be kicking motherfucking ass next week, and I can't, or this week, and I can't wait. Um, also, with that, uh, uh, Aubrey Solomon, same thing. Uh, got hurt, set out three, four weeks, came back looking good. Uh, now, the injury with Dylan McCaffrey, same thing if you ask me. Because Shea looks perfect. And then we have India, we have Rutgers, Indiana, Ohio State. But before we hit the big dog, we have a chance to house these two motherfucking teams. Like, really put it on them. Um, this week, I call it the race to 35. Because we should score 35 points in that first half. If we do with the starting offensive team, we get a chance... One quarter, put in Brandon Peters. The next quarter or next couple drives, whatever you want to do, put in Joe Milton. Work him in, because I mean we're going to blow Milton's. Uh, we're going to blow Milton's uh, red shirt anyways. So we might as well just go ahead and get him as much work as we possibly can. Now, all of you guys who say that Milton's probably should be the third string quarterback, he probably will be next year. Well, actually, depends on if Shea's coming back or not. If Shea comes back, then he'll be third string. If Shea doesn't, uh, he'll be second string. Because I don't see, I see Brandon Peters more than likely leaving. Um, but I'm not, I'm not for sure. But I, I just have the sneaky suspicion that he'll probably transfer next season. Um, but anyway, Brandon Peters. Don't get me wrong. Last year, Brandon Peters got a raw fucking deal. Uh, John O'Corn basically scorched the earth with how bad our team was. Our offensive line did did him no no favors. Brandon Peters had to come in and try the best he could to run for his life and make plays. He did a great job. He did a really great job because let's not forget... Until Peters got hurt in that third quarter, we were beating Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, we were winning. Okay? Peters, I, he deserves a chance for redemption. He, reserve, he deserves the chance to show that he's not the complaining kid he was two years ago. That he's not the, that he's not the guy who runs for his life. And let's face it, man, he, he's earned the right to, to, I mean, get his confidence back, for God's sakes. He's earned the right from last year to have that great offensive line block for him and make some great plays. The kid's big, he's mobile, he's smart, and he's got a good arm. I don't know where in that. And plus, he's been in the system way longer than Joe Milton. And I'm not saying Joe Milton's not a fucking beast. He's going to be amazing when he gets his chance. It's just not his chance right now. We're trying to win a national title. We're not trying to build up Joe Milton's uh, uh, confidence. You know what I mean? We're not trying to baby Joe Milton. 
I think he's going to be great. I think his time's coming, Joe Milton. I really do. The way he moves on that field, I know he only had two or three plays, but that 25-yard run um, against Wisconsin was impressive. It, it showed a lot. It showed a lot to me, anyways, in that one run. His field, his field presence, his understanding of where to go. Uh, now, so I think he's going to be a great quarterback. I really do. But this is Brandon Peter time. So if Shea gets hurt, then I want to see I want to see a third quarter of Brandon Peters. I want us to be up 35 nothing going into the third quarter. Let Brandon Peters play a half, half of a half and see what happens. Throw Joe Milton in there for to close out the third quarter and then let Brandon take over the fourth and just close it out. I think we'd do great with that. I really do. I think we need to get these guys up and running and get them some real game time playing. So just in case something happens, these guys aren't, you know, Joe, they're, they're not, uh, they're not O'Corned out there where their eyes are bigger than their fucking head and they don't know what the fuck to do but throw it to the other team. So with that being said, I want us all to back Brandon, uh, I think he deserves the chance. Hell, let's. I don't care if if Milton goes out there and outperforms Brandon Peters. Then God bless him. I want Joe Milton to be the third string quarterback. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think Milton will go out there and be impressive, have some plays, but he's also going to do some knuckleheaded things. That's what redshirt. That's what redshirt freshmen do. It's a from what I hear, it's a complicated fucking uh, offense. You know, so I. I, I expect great things from Milton, just not this year. I expect Milton to do what Milton does, and that's just be a great a great presence in that quarterback room, a great presence in the locker room, and support it. From everything I've read about that kid, that's what he does, and I'm impressed with that, and I can't wait to see what he has to offer later. Now, moving on, let's see here. Got some notes. Um... Yeah, we go over what the experts say. The experts are just assholes. It's like every time they talk about the top four, they always say Michigan. No, they always say Alabama, uh, Alabama, Clemson. Of ever, you know, we're probably going to see Alabama and Clemson four. Notre Dame's looking pretty good. They're looking, they're a better version of what they were at the beginning of the year. And then they'll go start saving on some other stuff. And then they'll finally say, well, if Michigan makes it, keeps it up and stays in there. And it's like, hold on a second. We were only a touchdown away from fucking tying uh, in the fucking Notre Dame at Notre Dame after looking like shit. I bet you, Bunny, if we play this fucking game again, we beat the crap out of Notre Dame. Only because that Joe Book or whatever his name is, yeah, he's a good quarterback. But what is he? He's a pass, like, kind of uh, agile. Now I wouldn't say he's a running quarterback, and that's what we have problems with. Or we used to, not anymore. But guys who stand in the fucking pocket, we will kill you. So, dude, I don't want, just get tired of the experts and how Michigan is, oh, we don't know if Michigan can do it. Just wait. Give us a fucking chance. You just put us in that playoff and see how we impress you. Um, let's see. Boom, boom. Went over Michigan. Went over the Peters deal. Um, now, before we get into Rutgers, one other thing. We have, um, we have a great defense, but... Facing next year, here are some of the... I'm just going to go over the defense and the juniors we have. Now, because I think we will keep 
some some of these guys around and I think we'll have an even more or the same level of competition in our defense and how dominant our defense will be um, coming up next season. Because right now, here are the juniors. David Long, Lavert Hill, uh, Metellus, we've got Klee Hudson, we got Gill, Gary, Uche, Dumfor, and Kemp. Now, out of those, um, Gary obviously is going to the NFL. Um, Metellus, Hill, and Long, you could make either argument that they could stay or they could go. I mean, depends on whatever that pre-draft slotting is. You know, they get a grade to say, well... You could go with between these this round and this round and whatever, right? So I don't know if they'll stay. I, I want to believe that uh, Metellus is going to stay. Kennel's leaving because he's a senior. He's gone. Um, unless he's going to stay for his fifth year. Maybe they offer a fifth year to Kennel. I'm not sure. But with uh, Daxon Hill and Hawkins and all these other kids... I don't know if they'll offer Kennel a fifth year. Uh, I'm sure, sure they want to get those guys in as soon as possible. So even if Metellus leaves, I, it'll hurt because we won't have the the, the senior uh, leader on that defense as a safety. But, um, you know, Hawkins has played some, some games this year, so we should have experience at least back there. But I think Metellus will stay. Levert and David, I don't know if they're going to stay. I think they'll probably go to the NFL. Um, but we have Ambry Thomas and we have Miles Sims. So, I mean, great. And then all the other guys. I don't know. Some of these shows, I'm impressed because they know all the names and all the all the guys. I don't know. I know certain ones. Sorry. Anyways, um, I think Gil's staying. Uche's definitely staying because he can have one hell of a fucking season next year and then go out on top with a fantastic senior season. Uh, Carlo Kemp, same thing. Uh, Dwumfor, I'm imagining the same. I don't know if he... Yeah, Dwumfor is the same. I'm totally going to... I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, and you mix that in with Aubrey Solomon, who will be a junior next year. Um, now, here are some of the seniors we're, 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 we're going to lose on the defensive end and then even on the offense because we're not losing that much. Um, Brandon Watson, fifth-year senior. Unbelievable. You know he's going to the NFL. Chase Winovich, same thing, NFL fifth-year senior. Uh, Karan Higdon, I don't know how they'll feel about his height, but that kid, like they say, he's the body puncher of this team. He, I want to say he's going to the NFL. Kennel has a chance. Glasgow, fifth-year guy leaving. Uh, now, John Runyon, I don't know. They say he's coming back for his fifth year. That would be great. That'd be fucking awesome, but I don't know. He's a senior this year, so he could, he could say adios. Um, I hope not, which is strange because I've been so hard on the, well, I was so hard on the offense at the beginning of the year, offensive line. I have really have become a big believer and a big fan of these kids ever since. Um, you got Bushel Beatty. He's a graduate student. He's gone. More than likely going to the NFL after he's turned this around. Now, Gentry's the one that I don't know about. I would love for him to stay for his fifth year. That kid's too talented, man. I would love to see him get another year with Shea Patterson or at least with Dylan McCaffrey. I really think he can make he could do damage and really improve his, his draft stat, his stock, I think, over the year. Then you've got Lauren, uh, Mar- you got Marshall, and then you've got uh, 
Money, both fifth-year seniors. I don't know what their their NFL things would be. Uh, they, I don't know. I would assume it's the same as Khalid Hill, uh, not get drafted but sign maybe as a free agent. Um, Grant Perry, same thing. Don't know, but those are the guys we'll be losing. Uh, so it looks like we'll send another good draft class into the NFL, but we have so many guys that can replace them. I mean, our wide receivers, our wide receiver core, are sophomores this year. They're only going to get better next year. And oh my God, the passing attack with Chris Evans as our as our uh, running back, even with True Wilson, uh, Christian, uh, uh, what's his name? Gosh dang, I forget his name. Anyways, uh, Christian something. I I hate when I do that stuff. It disappoints me. Anyways, and then we've got other running backs coming in. Omari Samuel's another great running back who we still haven't seen much of, so who knows. Um, now let's get into this Rutgers thing, and then we'll get out of here. Um, I don't know. Rutgers lasts on pretty much everything. Uh, they they did well against Northwestern. So if you allow them to stick around, they can stick around. Uh, this is another game where, you know, I've heard some people say, well, Michigan should just take it easy, put 35 on them, and be done. No. Because I really do believe that this uh, committee is just drooling over the fact of kicking us the fuck out and getting another SEC team in there. We need to blow out everybody. And I'm talking even Ohio State. If we blow out everybody in the last three teams and go into that Big Ten title game and blow them the fuck out too. We need to do that. We need to go in and shut down everybody. If we need to put 100 on Rutgers to prove a point, then maybe we should. You know, uh, put 35 on them. And I'm sure Brandon Peters and Joe Milton could carry out another 30 or 40 points. As long as we, you know, as long as it's over 50, I think we'll be in good. Because we need to prove that we deserve and have thought to be in that playoff. And that's what all these games are are showing right now. That's what we need to do. That's just, these are the games we solidify our playoff our playoff invitation. And so we need to whoop Rutgers. I mean, they're last in everything. The dude can't pass. Like, they can't pass. They really can't run. They've got an offensive line that is okay. They're actually surprisingly good against uh, stopping sacks and uh, t- tackles for losses. But their quarterback can't throw it to anybody. And the running back's decent. I don't even know their names. That's how little about Rutgers I really give a shit about. But all I know is Rutgers as a whole, if we allow them to stick around, even if we win 35, say 17, that is, that's as bad as a loss for us. 35-17. That's as bad as a loss. We need to dominate. 42 63-0. 76-0. 99-0. I don't care what it is, but we need to make a fucking statement. If we really are, like people have said this week, we may be the new the new Miami Hurricanes or the new Alabamas. How about we just be 
a Michigan Wolverine team that makes its own fucking name, that becomes its own swag ability, has its own swag ability, has its own bullying, uh, you know, whatever. Whatever it is, let's just make it our own. I love the compliments of people saying, well, we might be the next Alabama. Fuck that. Let's just be the greatest Michigan Wolverine team that's ever played college football. That's what I want. That 97 team was great. Was absolutely great. But if you wanted to compare this team to that team, this team is, I, in my opinion, miles better in a way than than what we had in '97. We had more. We we may have end up more pros. And what's strange is we have two all-time football players on that team. Charles Woodson and Tom Brady, two greatest at their position in all time in 97. We, I don't know if we have that yet on this team. I doubt it. But <clears throat> we are our defense is so devastating. I've never seen a defense like this. That's what's going to take us. Then Shea Patterson and our passing game. You want to know why we haven't done very many pass, very much passing? I've been thinking about this. He's... Harbaugh is waiting to fucking ambush Ohio State. Because why? Why, you know, I'm sure they wanted to bring Shea along, but now we have everybody. We have Black. We have we have everybody now ready to go passing-wise. And Shea, can, and Shea can throw a beautiful ball. So if all the tape you ever see of us is just some passing – to our tight ends, not a lot to our wide receivers, but when they do, they're athletic. You know a lot, you know about that. But you don't really know, you don't really see it a lot, so you can't really game plan for it a lot. But all you know is that we we run fantastic. And why do we need to fucking pass when we're doing such a great job running-wise? Then Ohio State game plans for the run, and we fucking bomb them. Just straight out bum rush their ass with the pass. And the I I just I think there's something to this. Maybe I could be wrong, but I just really do believe there's something to it. Um, yeah, we should be Rutgers uh, far and away, hands down. The uh, great great day for us. It should be done by halftime. Um, but let's hope and pray that's how they go. I don't see this Michigan team letting down. This team has seemed so focused on their task at hand that I can't imagine them stumbling over a Rutgers uh, Indiana anything. They are ready. This team is poised and ready. But you never know. Uh, I, I, have, I have faith, though. So, guys, this has been a fantastic week. I think I covered everything. I might have not. I don't know. Um, like I said, if you guys could truly just get on and leave great reviews on either iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you have as an Android listener, Podbean, CastBox, uh, Pod Addict, Pod uh, Podcast Channel, whatever it is, uh, Spotify, um, Sketcher, Sketcher, Twitcher, Pitcher, whatever, whatever it is, leave a great review, subscribe. Same with the the i the iPhone guys. And then we'll get some more fans, and we'll get rolling. Please, guys, continue to hit the Michigan, the Michigan. Uh, I want to say Michigan man there for a second. The Michigan Maniacs podcast fan page on Facebook. Um, I'll put pictures up there of the the T-shirt when I finally get it done. Um, 
Let me know if you guys want any. Let me know what's going on. Anything and everything. Well, I'm willing to talk about it. I love talking to you guys. Thank you so much for making this so much more fun than I ever thought it could be. I'm just happy to hear that there are people out there like me who get this obsessed about the Michigan Wolverines and love them as much as I do. Um, thank you so much. I can't, I can't thank you guys anymore without sounding like a fruit. So, um, and like Jerry Seinfeld would say, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. There isn't. Absolutely not. But I'm not here to make political statements. Uh, just whatever, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, like I always say, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.